Hello. Hello, hello Jackson. Hey, and you're a little soft. I can't hear you. Well, you're a little soft. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? A euphemism? Is that a euphemism? I'm, I'm just saying your volume is lower than I would like it to be. Casey Kasem in the top 40 coming at you. <laughs> they call me the pod stepper. Mm, no. Excuse me, pod, Mr. Officer. The, the pod stepper? They call, you, know, it's, you know, the song, they call me the hot stepper. The pod stepper. That's they call me the pod right. stepper. That's mm, good. But no. Yep, so it's the thing. <laughs> you know, I, we, were, we were slightly delayed, delayed in recording because I just had this brilliant idea that I would, I would try to see about where on the charts uh, a podcast sits. But apparently, on the charts. Yeah, apparently uh, we're unpublished. Okay. We're <laughs> no, apparently, uh, apparently they don't go that low. They don't, right. I was going to say, if we chart it all, it's going to be in the thousands, if not the tens of thousands range, right? It has to be. I mean, it has to be, it's not the lowest, but it's not the highest. No, and that's, and that's just where I like to be. It's like that song, like, uh, it, 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 it was written about podcasting, I think. It goes, it just takes some time, John and Jackson, you're in the middle. You're in the middle, that's it. Yeah. We're just in the middle. Yeah. So we're right. basically, it's like. We're, we're okay, so there's like Joe Rogan and Michelle Obama podcast on Spotify, <laughs> and then we're ju- we're just just a few feet below that. Yeah, feet like when you look at it on your phone, you measure out like yeah. how many scrolls it takes. Yeah, the yeah. number the number of flips of, of of your finger to get down to a podcast. Yeah, is measured. It's just a few feet, so it's really but I mean, but we're on the same screen, which is a good thing. Well. Enough of this ridiculous self-deprecating talk. Okay. How have you, have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Yeah? It's uh yeah, it's 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 been a challenging week. Yeah, I know. And and um I mean for the pod listeners, I mean we'll we'll we'll, we'll go hyper local uh, for a moment. Um you know, we're we're both from Oklahoma City. Um yeah. I'm I'm you're there currently. I'm not uh but uh, that's that's that that's always where my heart is. And um, the the restaurant community within Oklahoma City, obviously, we're already reeling and it's hurting just because of what what COVID has done uh, to to the restaurants and just people's livelihoods and stuff like that. But on top of all that, we lost we've lost three great individuals that uh, yeah. are part of the restaurant community with within the last. God, I mean, by, by now we're probably about in the last three week period, um, and um, one of those. Uh, was the sous chef at Red Rooster, which which I am happy to be uh, a part of. Um, Monty Montez Williams, uh, talented talented chef, talented musician, just just all around great guy. Um, lost his life um, in um, I guess it should be about a, a Monday Monday night about a week ago. Yeah, um, and um, and we are we are still. V- dealing with that and uh and in the memorials there was one last night and there's one um later on this week as well we've we've already had a couple uh but he meant yeah. a lot to a lot of people uh from austin um up to oklahoma city uh, just a, just a well-known and and, and well-liked guy and uh he will be greatly missed it's it's unspeakably sad like the the, the closeness already in a in a restaurant setting or in a service industry oriented fashion is uh, very close knit from what I've heard. Yes. Um, and, and for a restaurant that's 
relatively new. Like you guys have been around for a little over a year or so, but you know, he's been. Um, yeah, we had we from, had from our yeah, we had our one we had our, integral yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, he was with us from. I mean, God. I mean, I mean, the very beginning. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe a week or so after we opened, um, he he joined us and uh, and just just an integral part. Um, has two great kids. Um, you know, they lost their they lost their father, and um, it's you know it's important. It's like there's a lot you know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and and some of it matters and some of it doesn't. <laughs> um, but but you, yeah. know, you can't you can't re- you can't replace people. And, uh, yeah, of course. And it, it's just, it's just tragic. So, I mean, just encourage everybody to, to reach out. I know they've, the family, we've got a gun go fund me, which is, which is, uh, you know, exceeded its goal, which is amazing. Um, wow. and, and then Red Rooster gave a percent of sales, uh, last week to, to the family. Um, and so, uh, you know, Monty's going to have a good, had, has, a, has had a good send off. Um, mm. and we, yeah. you know, and, uh, and his kids should be well taken care of. As a result of just a very caring uh, community uh, within the restaurant community, and um, so it's just it's sad. Um, and then we lost um, great young lady uh, named Kate, um, who who I adored at from the Mule. Yep. And I was I was really sad to hear she you know she she was always great. And then the uh, as well as well as the chef at uh, that Goro. Um, passed away as well. So the you know I'll you know, wow. just lift up all I didn't those know families. About Goro's losses. Yeah, well. that's really hard. Yeah, it is. It it is, and, wow. and those were very close together. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's very unfortunate. In a small community where everyone knows everyone, yeah, um, the the repercussions are felt not just within the individual restaurants tight circles, but uh, you know, kind of spanning out of that as well. Um, it's certainly been a a, a difficult thing as a as a bystander, someone who does not include himself, me, as someone who doesn't count part of that world, to know that there are these families of individuals who are really hurting right now. It's I mean, um, obviously Monty with you guys, but Kate at the Mule, and I'm, I wasn't aware at um, Goro what was going on, but just that there is all of that right now is the last thing that we want. It's the last thing that we need. And it's it's unspeakably tragic, and it's so um, cutting to feel the you know ramifications of this loss, um, yeah. regardless of you know what your affiliation is. I think anyone hyper locally speaking, anyone in Oklahoma City has been to one or all of these restaurants, at least one of them, and appreciates the the service and the family and the community that is stemmed out of these restaurants and uh, knowing that it couldn't ever be the same but but it won't be the same at least for a very very long time is uh it's it's shit it's hard it yeah sucks. it's hard it's hard and yeah. i and i and, and sorry and i and i, and I named it, uh, rodney peoples was was the, was the the chef at um guru ramen um and a uh, great guy as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to interact with him as much as I would have liked, but I know he was a, a great partner uh, yeah. with there. And uh, I know oh. our, our thoughts and prayers go out to all their families and um, yeah, hug those near and dear to you um, mm. more and more now. So more yeah, than ever. So th- yeah. So that's, so, yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, obviously starting out on a very depressing note, um, but it is important. It is important. <laughs> but it's an essential note. Like yeah, we have to speak about this. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't let it go unacknowledged because it is, it is a reality in life, uh, unfortunately, but, um, 
it's it puts everything into perspective right now. Yeah, for sure. So Jackson, I see that uh, you, you've been working on some uh, some Gazette uh, challenging Sudoku and uh, oh, Sudoku. Fuck. Sudoku. What's oh, it called? God. Uh, what's it called? It's called a crossword puzzle. It's what, the you were doing of my cr- existence. But you were doing so there was there was like it was a, it was a page of puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so basically, you start on the crossword, and then you move get to frustrated the with that, and you move when on. you get frustrated with it, and then you realize that even though the Sudoku is called easy, and you've finished about forty-five percent of the crossword, you're not coming to a stop. I, I've been I wasted my afternoon, like trying to finish these puzzles it's, i mean the, that's ridiculous it's insane so what what happened is I, I got breakfast by myself i sat at the counter at the diner around the corner from me and i picked up the newspaper because i thought oh, i want to have a cup of coffee and i want to do a crossword puzzle <laughs> first thing first thing on my sunday morning as you do it's a, it's as, a as one should sunday. yeah no it was nice it was, it was really lovely but but like getting into it, I realized, oh, I'm not going to be able to put this down until I've found some uh, found some closure in it. So this the crossword is really hard. Like crosswords are not easy. They just the, the Gazette republishes um, what's his name Sam Shifton Sifton, the New York Times guy. Oh, the New York Times the crossword. Yeah, they, yeah. they just republish the New York Times crossword, and okay. it's uh, it's a it's a pain pain in the ass. I try to so I tweeted out like, oh, this is you know annoying, and someone said, oh, you should do the daily crosswords. They'll make you feel smarter. And I said, look, I, on one hand, I like the challenge. On the other hand, I can't commit to a daily anything, let alone a crossword puzzle. So the weekly is good, um, but yeah, I, I've been I've been finding a great deal of frustration with uh, with that. That well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's just what's irking me today right. the, the the ferocity of the crossword and the sudoku is supposed to be easy too but i'm like stuck on that as well like i'm at an impasse where i can't actually find any numbers that make sense have you done a sudoku before do you know how they work it's like you it's like the numbers you, there's a, yeah. it's a you, it's a six number or what's it's the numbers around the, the center number or i believe no no, a, no. it's, it's, it's really simple so you have a you have a nine by nine grid okay that's separated into three by three quadrants um, okay. And so the, the the only rule of the game is you have to make every line or like every row and every column has to have the numbers one through nine and every inner grid three by three within the nine by nine. So three by three has to have one through nine as well. And so you come up with it. It becomes this like process. It becomes this like process of elimination type thing where like. You know, if there's a two in this row, that means it can't be on this quadrant. And like you, I don't know. I can't. I can't explain a Sudoku. It's just it's infuriating. You can't. You can't. It's like no. it's like it's like a a number puzzle. Just a number puzzle. I don't know. It's been it's been my whole afternoon up until the point where I sat down to record this podcast with you. It's been consuming my day. Well, I'm glad we yeah. could we could really cap off the day with that. No, I mean, well. this is a breath of fresh air compared to this. I'm, I'm staring at it. I'm staring at my newspaper on my credenza in my living room, and it's just driving me crazy just looking at it sitting there mocking me. Mocking me. Come on. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I do I do have an interesting topic outside oh, of Sudoku good. Thank that God. We, we can address today. Yeah. So I was having – I was um, I was driving uh, the other day, and a, a buddy of mine texted me. He's like, hey, are you awake? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah. driving. Yeah. And uh, he's and uh, he's um, he's an Emmy nominated um, 
talented guy. He was driving to set for a, a show that he's on. And he he called me about, and he was, I, I know him and his brother well, and um, he called me because he was he was just curious cause about podcasting because he because he knows knows that I'm a professional and that I'm on with you. And that's right. Uh, and, and, and it was really, it was like, you know, wanted to do a podcast and was c- trying to come up with some ideas. And he brought up this interesting concept and uh, for a podcast in, in terms of talking to people that don't agree with you politically. Right. Sure. So, so we have, we have a very uh, hypercharged election coming up there. There is, um, there, there are two men running. One is white. The other is white. <laughs> they, they both are. One, one is in his seventies. The other's in his seventies. Um, and, and so, and, and, and then outside of that, yes, they're not the same. And, um, there is a, a very uh, adamant and um, devoted group to one of these candidates. And my buddy, um, and along with me, are not in that devoted group. Of course. Of course. And we have family members and friends that are in that devoted group. Mm-hmm. And so we spent, we proceeded to talk for about an hour about, like, how do you have those conversations? I mean, have you, have you experienced any of this or have any thoughts on any well, of this? Like in no, terms of like, because the reason is because the people that I associate myself with fortunately or unfortunately or otherwise just do not partake in that uh, line of thinking. Um, so that I've not had to find myself in any, you know, un, un, whatever, uncool conversations. Um, I normally stay out of those and I understand that there's a real need to have these dialogues and this discourse right now but um, frankly I the, the people who I have talked to i.e. lizard boat people who we remember from a previous episode of this mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm. do just like it just becomes so abundantly clear so quickly that this is not worth the time or effort um, because I do fundamentally believe that everyone is entitled to their own belief no matter how wrong and fucked up they are (laughs) um i and i really do like i'm not it's not my crusade to to convince people otherwise i think that whatever happens whoever's elected is um is the the byproduct of mass public opinion and just because i believe one thing i think this is something we've gotten away from as a as a society <laughs> like on a large scale is the idea that yeah just because you and i believe different things doesn't mean that we can't still get along and that truly was like a divisive um and like y- y- you know it was it was a divisive and and unfortunate byproduct of the last election cycle where uh, you know if you're not on the team of whoever was elected, you are, you know, really um, just livid about the results. And not that I wasn't livid about the results of last election, um, but y- do you know what I'm getting at? Like the the idea that used to, I feel like maybe there was this more sense of like, okay, well, my my team lost the race, but we're still going to rally around the president because they're the president. And that's just kind of what right. you do. Um, there's there's a loss of that right now. There's like a lot less of that, and uh, every everyone has their you know very uh, strict 
following and like this is this is what I'm about this is who I am it comprises an identity of 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 who someone is and I think that that's something that we could all stand to get away from um, not that I'm saying just if Trump is elected, you know, rally around Trump because he's all we got. I think that's bad. And I think that the best thing that's come out of the Trump presidency, I've said this before, I'll say it again, the best thing to come out of the Trump presidency is the acute and heightened awareness of people that they have to um, to, to raise their own voices in a way that they wouldn't normally be raising their voices otherwise if someone else had been elected. Um, if Hillary Clinton was our president right now, I think a lot of people who are politically active would be more complacent and less likely to be involved politically as they are right now. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, the potentiality of a Joe Biden presidency because I think that, honestly, he's not you know, that bad of a guy. He seems kind of fun. Like his marketing has gone up since we last talked even, and I've been enjoying what I've been seeing. So I'm, I'm, right. I'm eager about that. Um, but for the people who are saying things like, oh, I pray to God that Donald Trump is elected again, I just don't want to. So, so my short answer is no. Like, I don't know what that is like because I don't want to engage in those conversations with people. It's just not, uh, it's not worth the time or energy because ultimately the conversation that I have with one person is not going to change the world and as much as i wish it would or as some person might wish it would it's not going to shift the needle so markedly that it's going to actually affect the change uh, the, the 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 likelihood of uh, a certain candidate being elected over another one i i just think that it's uh it's it's trivial and so but uh, yeah so, but outside 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 of Outside of the election, outside of swaying okay. opinion, because because I don't think that okay, I don't think there has ever been so much devotion to one single individual. No, because he's great at branding. Then we have. Then I don't think that this has ever happened, in especially in, in our lifetime or in this decade. Or I don't think this has ever happened before. Because I mean, I'll go back as far as I can remember, which would be. Well, I can't. I mean, I can maybe. I'll go with Bill Clinton, but but there were no Bill Clinton flags. There were no. There were no Barack Obama flags. There were no George H W or George W Bush flags. Fair. There were no Obama flags. There were no flotillas. There were no. Um, yep. Yep. People in pickup trucks driving around cities with guns. These things have not existed until now. Yep, you're right. So, so, so Bob Woodward can write his books. Everybody can write their stuff, but it doesn't move the needle to the devotee. Are you, are you asking like why people are so passionate about Donald Trump? Yes. Why? I can't, I what, don't what, what, understand. What do you mean this. why? It's obviously because, because he incites passion in people. He speaks directly, even if he's lying. He speaks directly to the fears that people have held tr true to themselves for months or years. I mean, he is the perfect panderer in the way that, that like, he knows exactly what to say. I mean, he's a, he's a marketing genius. I, I, to me, it's the, it's the only thing that makes sense about what's going on in the world right now is why Donald Trump is so successful is the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like they came out that he was essentially lying to people, downplaying what he knew about the virus, and then you th roll the tape of Nevada the other night, and people are tripping over themselves, running to get a good placement at the rally. Well, yeah, because and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, he it knows does, it doesn't matter. People, 
Yeah, he knows that the people he's going to resonate with don't want to hear that there's a global pandemic and they want to hear that it could be downplayed. So he's going to downplay it. Like, this is just, it's a perfect example of just like knowing how to pander to your audience. It's not special. It's not like anyone's done this before, or it's not like no one's done it before. Maybe not on a scale like this, but I mean, yeah, like, what the, what the fuck were we all expecting? He was going to do this. So this is just, this is just a thing. Cause I try, these are the conversations. It's sales. It's fucking sales. But I mean, the thing is, is that, is that he, it, it does him saying that I could shoot somebody off because I was having this conversation with somebody the other night. Oh, I could shoot somebody off fifth Avenue and it wouldn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like, well, he would be arrested. Would he? No, who's going to, who, who's going to arrest him? Right. Who's going to arrest him? But also like, it doesn't even matter because the fact of the matter is he has not shot someone on fifth Avenue. He's done everything but that, but he right. hasn't shot someone on fifth Avenue, but it's leaving the mystique and the intrigue of the idea that, Oh, this guy is so self-assured and so confident in who he is that I, and again, it goes back to what I fundamentally believe is the core thesis of all Trump supporters is God, I want to be like him. God, I really just, I see (laughs) what I've always wanted to see in myself, but I don't because of X, Y, and Z factor. I just don't see that in myself. But man, in my dream world, I have the bravado and the the fuck you attitude of this guy. And so, yeah, hell yeah, I'm glad he's my president. Like that's the, that's the, that's like the, the, the rhetoric, the mentality of these people who follow him, who, when he says, I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, they laugh and they say, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I wish hilarious. I could say that. I could say that. Exactly. Because they know, and he knows deep down, it's true. He probably could go out and shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. And because of whatever reason, he could probably get away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, truly, I mean, considering what he's already indirectly gotten away and directly gotten away with, like, it wouldn't surprise me. So I'm not like, I'm not surprised at all that that's the case. I'm, I'm truly, really not. Um, as for the people who, who side with him and who, you know, express their, their belief in his politics and his plan, um, I think that, I think that for, so, okay, here, here's the thing. The, the policies are so secondary to the point that they are not even, they, they don't even register for these people. I, I truly believe that the policies are the least of their concerns or questions or, oh, or, for or, sure. for sure. or like ideals. The, it has nothing to do with policy. Again, I feel like this is like the, the, the upteenth time that I've said this on this conversation podcast that we have is that people do not vote for policies they just don't as much as you wish they would because that would be the smart thing to do when you're thinking about our democracy people don't vote for policies they vote for people who they want to be like and no one wants to be like joe biden that's the problem Mm. yeah do you i don't want to i don't want to say well i don't want to be like donald trump yeah, no, because you're like a well-adjusted individual, but a lot of people really do because they believe the lies. They believe the hype and they believe what he says about himself is true. I built a real estate empire, uh, you know, after 9-11, he said, I have the tallest building in Manhattan now. What are you going to do about it? And people like that bravado and they like that kind of like, 
it's, it's and they don't care. They don't care. That, they don't care. They don't care that it's false bravado. They just they just love. Of course it. not, because no one's gonna like. It doesn't matter. Truth does not matter in the face of emotions and passion and and uh, and like sweeping charisma. Not that I'm saying the charisma appeals to me, but or, or that especially, but like to to the majority of people who are in a receptive place already to that kind of storytelling, yeah, it's going to resonate with them. What the fuck did you expect? Of course it is. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it just, it's just so plainly clear to me that I, I, I don't know how to articulate it because I know I don't no, I think, think I'm I like think projecting, you, I think you've but it's you've, just, you have articulated it. You're saying it. Yeah, like plenty of times too. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're, we have the same discussion over and over that like, this is not, a an isolated incident this is just how people react to um someone who gives themselves a platform because obviously this is a, 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 an era of self-platforming this is a time where anyone can pick up a, a proverbial microphone and speak their own truth whatever that may be as false and ridiculous as that might be people can speak into the world and someone will hear it and if you know what people want to hear you can position yourself in a way that will resonate with these people and so yeah like you know it it's just it just doesn't surprise me one bit it really yeah, doesn't no okay so that moves me to the next conversation go for it well, let's talk about um you know obviously we both have our thriving media empires um that you know in development but you know and 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 in addition to this podcast and everything else we've got going on so i want to create a company uh, and you and of course you're you're going to be involved and you're going to be at the you're going to be running this company but it but it is so let's talk about this company we're going to start that basically helps people brand their message in, in the way of Donald Trump to sell whatever they want, you know, uh, well, placemats, uh, belts, yeah. uh, buttons, um, knockoff, um, cologne and perfume, um, um, double A batteries that are no longer charged, you know, th- those type products, UV sanitizing phone cases. Yes. UV sanitizing phone cases, just yeah, hypothetically, yeah, right. hypothetically yeah. speaking, uh-huh. hypothetically speaking on that one. Um, yeah. air, um, air purifiers, you know, that are like yeah. $900. What so do you, do you want to know what the secret is? No, I, no, I just want to, I want to, we're going to, we're going to workshop here live for people. We're going to create a company. Um, we don't have to name it unless we could just we just come up with something real quick. But <laughs> but but basically we we're just saying we're hanging our shingle out there and we are starting a company to help people brand in the way of the DJT. Well, whatever it is, it's all about preempting the ideals, and and it's it's as fucked up as it is to say. It's about empathy in the, in the sense that it's, it's about pretending that you are the person that you want to sell to and thinking to yourself, well, how do I operate as this person? And then literally falsifying your way to becoming that. Not falsifying per se, but like creating your own 
story, message, whatever, to embody the ideals and the aspirations, particularly, of the people that you want to sell to. So, you know, we could throw out any product or any service or any whatever as an example, but the the recipe, the 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 technique is always the same. You you cater to the aspirations of these people. That's exactly what Donald Trump does. Is he panders to the aspirations and the goals and the ideals of an uneducated mass of people who think that they want one thing and who are unsure about all these other little things. And by having a champion come in and say, I will be your Yoda. I will be your guide. I will be that which you look to to solve all your problems. Don't don't even worry about my track record, but here it is if you want it. But don't even worry about like how I'm doing it. Just rely on my words. When I say that I will do what you want to see done, believe that. And for 99% of people who are already in a receptive place to that, just hearing the trust me, I've got this, I will be your whatever Yoda guide is enough. That that will sell 99% of people. I'm, I believe. So, so number one, so the number one thing you want is empathy with entropy. Empathy with what? With entropy. Entropy. Yes. Say more so about that. Ent- entropy. <laughs> so you want to, you want empathy. Yeah. That, that, that's a given, but also you, you really, you want to, you want to have on, on, on the front side of everything, you, you want that. And, but, but you know, you can't, that you can't like just go with that. So entropy is a lack of order or predictability, a gradual decline into disorder. Sure. It's the natural so way need, of things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you need, you need on the front side to constantly be exuding this emotion of, I get you, I hear you. Um, let me, let me reinforce what you're feeling and your frustrations and your goals. Empathy. Yeah. I want the empathy out there. But behind the scenes, it's just entropy. Or, well, or would you? Or the or idea is it, of the or entropy, entropy, that's a very hands-off approach because the only thing preventing entropy from taking its natural course is human intervention. Humans create order to things. Designers create order to things. We put things in a place that makes sense, whereas if we were not there to put things in a place that makes sense, then everything would assume the natural order of gradual deterioration and collapse. Um, which is, I think, which is, I think, what we're seeing, right or wrong. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, do you think? I mean, so what we, what would we describe as, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out, I'm gonna constantly be like, you could, I mean, like hypothetically speaking, like we're gonna sell these, these, these product, these UV hand sanitizer contraptions, yeah. and we're gonna do them. Um, we're gonna come up. With, we're gonna start doing rallies. And that's the way we're going to really get out there and get our message out there is we're going to do it in rally form. Yeah. But I mean, but that's it. We're just going to keep because we're going to keep doing rallies. You ever watch like an Apple announcement pre 2007? Nope. Oh yeah. Rallies. Those are rallies. Those are rallies. I'm not, not disagreeing with that at all. 
But okay, but I would say that an Apple announcement and and do our would our company because an Apple announcement actually is a product at the end of the day. Like you're going to get the new iPhone. Correct. Correct. But but here we're selling AA batteries that that are no longer have already been used or uv phone sanitizers well if we're if we're donald trump we're not selling anything we're selling something that comes at zero cost to the consumer okay we're selling trust and support and like uh a connection in the same way that a that a that a preacher uh is is selling um you know eternal life at no cost to you you know the only cost is that you show up and that you vehemently support our movement yeah I mean, like, it's not a product. It's, it's See, a, this is where I've already, I've already gone wrong. I'm trying to put a product to it. Well, maybe it's a service. Maybe Donald Trump is selling a service to people and that the service is I absolve you of everything that you've perceived to go negatively against you, that I agree with the fact that you have been wronged. And oh. I and only I can if you trust me if you pledge allegiance to me i can eventually not now later eventually trust me on this eventually correct these things and make everything right in your eyes and that is the service of like it's like the perpetual motion machine like it never actually finds uh traction because it, it just it, it never was to begin with. It says the light, the heat, I am complete. See the So how do we make a podcast a movement? How do you, how does any podcast that is a movement become successful? It's because people like I mean, it, it becomes a, a religious and regular practice for people. Oh, it's Wednesday. I'm going to listen to Call Her Daddy. Oh, it's Sunday. I'm going to listen to whatever. It's like everyone has their day. And people who are really avid in podcasts appreciate the regularity of knowing that today I get a, a re-up on something that is important to me. But it's also that the the person who hosts this, whatever it is, the the person or people are someone who they want to be like. I I fully believe this. It's the it's the mimetic theory of of, uh, of Rene Girard again. Like this is people wanting to be emulatory of that which they perceive as desirable or attainable or ideal. They want to be that. And so for, for us, who the fuck knows? I don't fucking know. But for any other, for any podcast that's centered around a brand or for any blog or for any, you know, Substack newsletter or whatever, people are paying for the connection and closeness, the intimacy with the people behind it. Because for whatever reason, they believe that there is something valuable and rare there. That's, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that, no, that's what it is to me at least. No, I I think you're, I mean, as always, spot on. So, once again, thanks for listening to a podcast. We have reached <laughs> out to uh, Michelle Obama and Joe Rogan to join us <laughs> next week. Um, what a weird fucking episode that was. Well, it always is, isn't it? Yeah.
It's not untrue. I mean, sometimes you swing, sometimes you miss. Wait, who? This is this is a hit. It's always a hit. No, it's a hit. At least you hit something. Yeah. We want to mention some great people over there at Audible. They have audiobooks, a lot of them, and they're awesome. Jackson, which one have you listened to this week? Um, wrong question, John. I've not, in fact, listened to an Audible <laughs> book this week. But the next one that I will be listening to is uh, what do I what do I need in my life right now? I think I need a, like uh, to go back on some like David Sedaris something. I need something fun. Oh right now. gosh! And I mean, and I like anything that's narrated by the author. So I think that that's going to be my uh, my book this week. Yeah, me talk pretty one day is probably one of my favorites. It's a great book. I've I've read it. I've never listened to the audiobook though, so that's why I feel like I read Calypso or I listened to Calypso recently. Yeah, that's that, that's funny because actually I have I have not listened to the audiobook of that one. I have yeah. Calypso I think is a like, really good audiobook, and I I bet Me Talk Pretty is also just as good. When You're Engulfed in Flames is good too. Yeah, I think I can't remember if I read that one or did the audio. I think I did the um, I read that one too. I think yeah, Calypso is probably. God, there's so many. Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim. So, I mean, he's just he's so he's. He's fantastic. He's prolific, and they're all on Audible. So if you want to, you the listener, want to snag a book, snag a book, casual listening uh, on your own time, look, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash a podcast. You'll get a free book. Like, what else is there to do? You just type in the URL, get your free book, enjoy it. Worst case, you like cancel your thing and you're fine. You're like, yeah, like, not for me. I don't like books. I don't like people. Don't even reading. trip. Yeah. Um, no tripping. All right. It's uh, this is this is it. We're gonna we're gonna tie it off right here. This has been a podcast. My name, as always, is John Ochen, and I'm Jackson Fall. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. We'll talk to you here again in about one week's time. Yes. Be well. Love yourself. Love your neighbor. Love your family. Love your friends. Hug someone close to you and tell them how much they mean to you because there is so much unpredictable, crazy shit in the world right now. And all we have that is certain is our love and our ability to love. And so... As call someone call your mother call your father if they're still around as they say in the, the Baz Luhrmann classic work of cinema Moulin Rouge which I will quote mm. now the greatest thing you will ever know is just to love and be loved in return and that's that's how we're feeling today so thank love you it. so much yeah. love it alright John thank be you. well have a great rest of your week ahead I hope you're back up in Oklahoma City soon so we can yes. hang out I do as well. All right. See you later, y'all. This has been a podcast. Thank you for listening. We love you. We really do. Theme music is Biggest Mistake by Catlock. Please rate the show on your favorite podcast app and tell a friend about the show. Sharing is caring. 
reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the host. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Life is satire and so is this show. Seriously be cool. If you would like to talk send us a message via anchor.fm slash a podcast show. Until next time keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.